Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cape Time. And we are here to discuss the first two episodes of Loki. And sorry we couldn't do one last week, but we had conflicting schedules, so we decided might as well just push it back, do two and one, and here we are. And I'm very pumped to talk about this with you finally, man. It was... I really, really like these first two episodes, and how are you feeling about it? I like them, too, honestly. I think that uh, it doesn't have, you know, this mystery that WandaVision had, where it was like, where eventually, like, you're kind of, your expectations were built up so high to, to kind of be, like, I, I, I mean, I don't want to say a letdown, but, like, it's not what you expected, but I think with Loki, it's like the perfect middle ground where there is a good mystery, but like at the same time, you, uh, you know, you don't, it doesn't have that kind of appeal that WandaVision had where you got your, uh, got all these expectations up and like there was all these uh, little, little hints towards like a greater mystery and the multiverse breaking, but no, this, uh, there are a lot of stakes in the show as well absolutely it's it's very clear that this has a uh a high uh high ramifications for the future of the mcu which is always nice and uh yeah i mean i think the thing that brings this all together is just you know the performances and just like it's a it's a really fun show to watch it's a fun it's fun to see tom hiddleston and owen wilson unraveling mysteries and stuff and and being like basically like time cops yeah i guess you can say oh yeah it's like a whole buddy cop dynamic with those two and if you told me that owen wilson was going to nail that kind of role let's say a year ago i would have probably laughed at you honestly like a guy i'm not saying bad because he's obviously not but i never thought he would you just never saw him in that kind of role. Yeah, exactly. But now that I'm seeing it and the way he interacts with Tom Hiddleston's character, it's really awesome. And I think that um, it's really going to work for the rest of the show. And I'm very, very excited to see where this goes because, like you said, um, I don't really have expectations, really. I mean, it, I'm kind of just going with the ride right now. It's whatever happens, happens. And the closest thing to, um, I suppose, expectations would be for myself. I fully expect this to kind of be what causes the multiverse of madness, but that's kind of more of a common sense thing because this is the last multiverse project before Spider-Man, and Spider-Man supposedly takes place at the same time as Doctor Strange 2, so I'd assume everything's going to happen here. In the words of Deadpool, these timelines are so confusing. Uh, Yeah. Uh, It seems like I mean, the first episode, it basically explained how the timeline works. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that is meant to be used as a reference point for going forward, for what happens if a timeline were to unravel. And, uh, yeah, and I think we're about to see a multiverse of madness and uh, obviously at the end of episode two shit went crazy so uh yeah, yeah this Honestly, is maybe an unpopular opinion but i may have liked episode one more than two actually hmm. i don't know i i really like the deep dive character study they did on loki in that first episode and even the exposition that was there it didn't feel it wasn't boring exposition it was very tastefully done it was very fun i i really liked the first episode a lot and i love the second too especially the second half of episode two that was probably the best of loki so far but um yeah i love both episodes and this is my favorite show so far um early on but um you know we still have another four episodes left and i know some stuff that's gonna happen like for sure but i don't know a ton i only know a few things from people i trust mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, it's it's just a good show, really, and like that's that's basically like all we were kind of hoping for. Like, I don't think anyone expected this to be like a show that actually did have huge ramifications for the future. But then, well, I kind of did. uh, (laughs) Oh, it does. No, I mean, like before we found out what we found out about the plot, and it's like, oh, okay, Uh, this is cool. Uh, So. 
uh yeah it's just a good show though i think that's like that's the reason why people keep watching it it's just it's just really good it's just a really good show so yeah uh keep being good like yeah i mean a, i love I'm everything about it man like just the dialogue is so good too i mean i the like lore. the sets oh the sets are great i mean because I'm, I'm pretty sure they did a lot of this like actually on sets not all yeah. of it but a lot of this show in particular i remember reading that it was mostly done on sets minus a few pieces, which is pretty awesome because Marvel obviously does a, they get a lot of shit for doing a lot of the green screen work, which I get sometimes. But um, this show, you, you can tell the difference. Like, there is a lot more set pieces, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, it just, this is a show that has a bit of everything, uh, honestly. It's like, you know, it's funny, it can, but it can also get serious, and it's just, uh, you know, it it deals, it tackles some, some interesting topics like predetermination, uh, like fate, really, stuff it like gets that. Pretty religious, honestly, yeah, in the, it's like, in the second episode, like it was like a full-on religious conversation almost between um, yeah. Mobius and Loki. Yeah, and just like it's very interesting to see how these timekeepers work and it's going to be very interesting to see what what how this all unravels and turns into the multiverse of madness they're all liars yeah really it's like i'm telling you right now there is only one timekeeper and it's going to be kang or jesus or Kang. It's going to be Kang. I guarantee you he had he made up this whole elaborate thing. He's going to be the one and only timekeeper, which is the one in the middle. And even you can see in some of the shots, actually, like um, there's, there's, they show one with the three statues and two of them are almost like praising the one in the middle. And that happens to be the one that looks like Kang, too. And he's like holding like a book or something. So I think that it's there's pretty clear emphasis on one of them being almost bigger and more, you know, important than the others so i think that that's done for a reason and i think it's because that one's going to be kang but we're gonna have to wait and see but it, it adds up with everything that i know what i've heard and also just a mix of just kind of looking at the tea leaves here yeah that'd be cool i mean i'm just very interested to see how this all unravels i don't really want to do the whole theory stuff again well the like thing is this is one that i'm like 99.9 percent sure on this time yeah, I mean it would be cool to see Kang for sure. So I think I think he's gonna be in the show regardless. Like it's been it's been reported already. So yeah, like so. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just really gonna let this play out, and I'm gonna let it marinate. Really, I don't really want to get too crazy with speculation. I just want to enjoy it. I'm just like I'm like along for the ride, and it's actually very fun this way. It's like, oh, I'm gonna watch you know watch episode one and you're just chilling with uh loki's figuring out like uh what the hell this this place he just got put in is and it's i mean it's it's pretty crazy because this is a god you're talking about in the form of loki kind of just succumbing to this greater power and it's like you know you can just see it in his eyes like he never thought there could be a power such as this and just him coming to that realization almost that look of defeat in his eyes like it's, it's yeah. pretty crazy, honestly. The, the first episode, man, Tom Hiddleston's performance was absolutely incredible. I That's why I love the first episode so much, because it really just dives so deep into the character and what he's about and just him accepting all these things that, especially some things about his character, like his character developed like the way he did throughout, you know, Thor 2 and Ragnarok in a span of like an hour. But it was almost done organically somehow, which is so impressive. Like, they made it all make sense. Yeah, so, like, let's dig into episode one briefly. So, like, we don't have to, like, fully, no, fully just, go, just, go through hit, the, the We can just skim it. Like, Loki gets, Loki escapes like we saw in Avengers Endgame. The, t- the TVA captures him. He gets put into the TVA. And yada, 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 we learned from Miss Minutes how the multiverse works, how, like, uh, you know, these all these timelines were, you know, getting all messed up. And yada, I'm going to have yada. to talk to you about that. Uh, yeah, and that could potentially because I be have, a like, secret wars thing. Well, not just that. I just have a lot of questions because me and my friends, like, we were talking about this after the episode. Like, 
is there a multiverse already like prior to this everything going to shit and like my head at first was i feel like there is a multiverse but they all have their own or they're all under a sacred timeline and they just don't interact with each other because of the sacred timeline or is it or is it there's no multiverse and it's created I think because there is of one. I think there is one. So already, pre- even even prior to Loki. Episode. Yes, I, I I think there is one previously. Okay. I think because that, I, that makes because most- uh, because Ancient One basically already confirmed that in Doctor Strange One. Yeah, and also so. you got to keep in mind too that um, what's it called? The fact that we have this Loki variant. I mean, this Loki variant's totally different from the other. It's a woman, and the thing is, the other ones they all kind of look like him a little bit. Yeah, like they so look like, like Loki, but this one clearly is very, very different. It's gonna be very Loki. interesting to see the differences between variants and just simply alternate versions. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's a big difference. Yeah. So like, it's very, it's it's gonna get. Uh, we're gonna need good explanation. We're gonna need explanations on. I think it's stuff. gonna be explained at the end because if every let's say the TVA ends up being a bit of a sham, I think we're gonna find out what was real and what wasn't through It'd the end cool of that. Be cool if they episode. had like a Wizard of Oz kind of reveal. Oh um, my god, that'd be hilarious! Like, oh, uh, I am the great and powerful Oz. It's gonna be very interesting to see. Like, obviously, we saw. In the in the guy's desk, like uh, all those all those Infinity Stones and like all this stuff that was supposed to be like some of the most powerful stuff in the entire universe, and it doesn't even work in the TVA. None of it works. None of it matters. It's just and like that's just like uh, oh okay uh, how is this gonna work? Uh, like what is the TVA? This is and like that that mystery behind what the TVA is is honestly something that keeps me coming back because I want to learn more about you know what the, what this freaking place is you know. Mm-hmm. No, is I, it, I totally is it, a, is it a place? Is it an entity? Is it what is it? No, you're you're totally right. And you know the one thing that caught my eye in episode two actually is um. The one person that um, Lady Loki kidnaps, you know, she she says, you know, I gave away the location of the timekeepers, which means she somehow knew mm. where they are. And I'm not sure if they all know where they are because they never talked to them, most of them seemingly. Like they never had interactions, but I suppose they could know the location. And Lady Loki has that now. So I'm guessing what we're building towards is, her, I guess, them kind of trying to find their way there. And I think that's what it's the finale is in part going to be just them interacting with the timekeepers or them being fake one or the other mm. yeah I'm, I'm really excited for you know to see like those final two episodes or so because uh i'm just really excited to see how how this all you know works how uh like i'm just interested to see like just the timekeepers and where and where they are and just like just really this entire mystery just unfolding and unraveling right before our eyes uh Mm -hmm. it's gonna be really fun and obviously lady i think actually it's not lady loki i think it's it is and it isn't it's it's an amalgamation clearly of two characters like it's also interest when we know that so I think that this is Lady Loki. It's just they're not doing it traditionally in the way the comics did. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be very very fun to see this mystery unfold. I yeah, love, and uh, and we're gonna see at least I can confirm for sure there's gonna be at least two other Loki variants in this show. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is this is Loki after all, and obviously we're on the subject of variants and alternate versions of these characters. So. Uh, why not have multiple versions of Loki? Do you know Loki? who's a variant? Who? Toby. I mean, is he? It's an excellent question. I mean... It depends how they define variant, because I'm not quite sure. Well, I mean, I think, in my opinion, a variant is, you know, two Tom Hiddlestons. I mean, it could be, but they also called... This Loki variant. So, 
yeah, the definition of a variant is is interesting because I want because Toby, Andrew, and Tom are very clearly three separate versions of the same person, three separate Peter Parkers. So I don't know. I can't. I need an explanation. I, I, whatever. Uh, we'll we'll get an explanation soon enough. Uh, I, I I I don't like the term variant for Toby and Andrew though. I just I feel mean, like they, I feel they are. I feel like that kind of cheapens what they are. To be honest, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't really mean much. It just means they're not the main timeline, sacred timeline, Peter Parker's. That's all. Well, it means. should be. Well, it should be. Well, I mean, Toby should be. Well, well, I mean, yes. Well, they are not the main MCU timeline. Well, yeah, that, that's what I mean. That's what a variance is, because the sacred timeline refers to the MCU continuity, seemingly. Well, this is where the, we get another question, is that where what what is Sam Raimi and Mark Webb's universe? What does that count as? Is that... What is that? Well, what are we doing? Multiverse. Yeah. Because it's not, it's definitely not part of the same timeline, obviously. Correct. Correct. It, yeah. So it's multiverse definitively. It's not like, oh no, this yeah. is an alternate timeline and where Toby like inhabits different. that part of the multiverse. Yeah, and of course. Andrew inhabits the other part of the multiverse with the with the Mark Webb films. So are they variants of Tom, or are they just three people, three separate versions? all living on different earths again it'll come down to whatever variant means because technically yeah, we need, we need an elaboration on what variant means <laughs> uh, like it, could, it could just be a fancy term for what we're just saying right now i mean maybe for, like it's just oh yeah those are three separate people that are the same person but are not the same person there's three separate versions of the same character which is literally what the multiverse is i mean do you have any other like big notes from episode one i mean i'm trying to think no i mean other than the fact that uh you know the the tom hiddleston's performance at the end when he was uh seeing him die and seeing seeing basically what his life was supposed to be if he didn't you know take the tesseract and try to escape that was that was great and it's like oh and he, and it's just uh it was kind of a sad way. Oh, the, awesome. the score was fucking awesome. Oh yeah, that. that I love the Loki. That band. entire episode was was great. Uh, top to bottom, it was it was pretty great. I mean, there's nothing to, to really complain about in that in in the in these past few episodes. It's been uh, it's been a it's been a great show so far, and uh, that was a really great way to end it, and uh, it really propelled what his character became in episode two yeah and, and episode became two, a tva agent yeah episode two was very awesome i mean like we were talking about you know this one in the second half had a lot like that's where the plot really finally gets going the first half you have some more exposition still with some hints of what's going to come and i didn't mind it necessarily it was just not it, it was not um it didn't work as well for me as episode one but it was still really good Mm-hmm. And that's probably why I liked episode one a little more, but um, I like you know, the horror oh, kind of elements. Oh yeah, the horror elements are very cool. Um, I'm trying to think because um, the episode ends actually like we talked about um, with late Lady Loki going through the doorway and then Loki follows. So I'm very interested to see where that ends up going because does that mean like are they gonna go into another time? Like I like I don't even know where they can be going honestly. Where the we don't I know. know. We, we do not know. know. It would I be would, nice to know. I would kill. They probably won't do this, but it'd be really sick if, like, she went back to her universe if she's from the multiverse and Loki follows. Mm-hmm. That would be wild. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be very fun to see. I don't really. Uh, I don't have any idea of where. Of, of, like any kind of guess as to where they're going, so wow. I don't know. So I, I try not. I, I'm just along for the ride, man. Whatever happens, happens, man. I just want more Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Wow. 
boring. He's so good. I love him so much in this role. It's hilarious. I never thought I'd say I love Owen Wilson in a Marvel movie or TV show, but I do. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I saw this on YouTube. It was a theory, but I actually like this theory a lot, so I'm just going to say it for fun. Um, remember when um, in episode two, um, Mobius is meeting with... um. What's the name of the woman again that um was the judge? Or? Yeah, it's the you know judge. Yeah, yeah. She's actually incredibly powerful, incredibly. She's like a she's basically like a queen or something or like a, I mean, she knows the timekeepers. Like she's actually talked to them. She's like yeah. the only one so far, so that's pretty significant in itself, but um what I was going to say was um you know, they put a lot of emphasis actually in the credits and there on the um the stains he leaves from the glass he drinks mm-hmm. or whatever it would be the little the little rings on the table i saw someone bring up the theory of is it possible that there are variants of mobius in the tva when i say variants i mean more of he's constantly being like remade after a certain amount of time and he keeps leaving the same ring there and that's why he keeps forgetting i thought Her it was name. a fun theory her name is Ravana Renslayer. Yes, yes, thank you. She is remember. a former hunter for the TVA who rose from the ranks to become a respected judge. Okay, yes, okay. Basically, yes, she's a judge. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just wanted to Google that because I wanted to actually, you know, get it right. Get it right, Tom. Very rarely do I do that. But this is one of those times. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm just... Episode 2 was, was very nice. I like uh, like the way it opened, to be honest. I like... kind of enjoyed this whole... Uh, this horror vibe that they're going for. I like the whole... These, this stealthing around and also the, the using of Loki's powers to you know, possess others, and, uh, you know, you know, you see that one agent turn, turn, and we, we know what Loki does, he touches you, and, uh, you know, he's now, now you're on his side, and, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I just like, I just like the horror vibes, man, before the big reveal of who Lady Loki was, you know, it's just kind of creepy, kind of, you know, with the hooded with the hooded figure, I mean that's yeah, kind of, yeah. that that's kind of like a cliche, but like it's also just it's a fun cliche. I mean, it works. That's why it became a cliche. I yeah. do enjoy actually when um Lady Loki kind of like takes control of everybody, and you can and like the actors did a very good job of like still being that Loki persona, even though it's obviously a different actor. Mm-hmm. I thought that. That they was very well done by the actors and performers there, and um, you know, just the whole interaction between Loki and his variant was very, very well done. And I love this when they both smile at each other with that sick, sadistic, like, "Yeah, we're both gonna they, take the fuck over here." Kind of smile. They are two of the same. Two of the it's, same. It's hilarious. I, I absolutely love that whole dynamic, and I think I'm, that relationship is probably gonna be. My favorite of the show by the end, even more than Mobius and Loki, just because those two ideologies that are the same kind of clashing with each other, yet also having yeah, these key two, it's like it it's can be like very this, cool. It's like you take a positive and a positive, and it becomes a negative. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, two of the same actually does not work well in this situation. You're gonna need a a, a positive and a negative to uh, create something better. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be a total shit show with that those two, you know, hanging out together. Uh, obviously, Mobius is going to have to get – find Loki and get – find our Loki and get his ass back. Uh, it's, it's very interesting to see, like, whose side Loki is really on. Like, is he following Lady Loki for his own purposes or is he – you know, it seems like he's following – for his own purposes but you know could he be doing this for mobius in the tva the one thing that interests me is like like i mentioned before they they did bring up the whole um how she the one person she abducted actually gave away the timekeeper's location but she also mentioned told loki in that same episode that you know i have no interest in the timekeepers or taking over like that's not really what i'm looking for but apparently she also again she questioned her 
wanting to know the location. So is she trying to play mind games with Loki now? Like I or is I have no idea because that kind of conflicts with each other. Mm. Yeah, I mean, episode three, episode four should really, uh, you know, delve into you know her her honest purpose, her honest intentions, her honest goals here. You know what she really wants. Uh, you know, she like you said she wa- she said she had no interest in the timekeepers, but then she gave away the timekeepers, and it's like, uh. What what do you want? Uh, what do you really want? And uh, I think chaos. Th- and uh, honestly, this is Loki, and uh, she's a female version of lo- the Loki that we uh, that we know. And God of mischief, and mischief there shall be. And, yeah, uh, and I think by the end of this show, the Lokis are not necessarily going to team up, but they're going to have a common goal. And they're both going to want to take down, not necessarily, well, let me rephrase. They're going to want to take down the timekeepers because they no longer believe in the need for this sacred timeline and predetermined outcome. And in in doing so, they may take down the TVA. Although I think that Mobius in particular, I think his role will expand beyond this show just because I think he's a fan favorite and people like him a lot. So I don't don't think they'd kill him off or anything this early, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I like him a lot, and um, I'm interested to know, where do you think the TVA is? Because I stand by it being in the quantum realm, like other people have said. It's very possible that it's in the quantum realm, because time really it, doesn't move. That's what I'm saying. That, that seems very... Because they, they literally said the exact same thing in Ant-Man, basically. Just, you know, time moves differently here. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah, like Scott Lang got trapped in there for what five years, and he came back out, and he he basically basically said it was like an hour to him. So it's like, uh, I just don't, you know, I don't think, uh, I I think I think it's very likely that it's in the quantum realm. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I guess uh, the bigger question would be like, let's say you try going out the front door of the TVA. What does it look like? Like, where are you? That's, uh, like, that, like, that's what we, we have to know eventually. I don't think that you can call an Uber for that. That That's my question. Can you? Uh, it would be, it'd be nice. Uh, but Like, Loki just sitting in the back of an Uber. He doesn't tip him well. You know, like, that'd be perfect. Yeah, that'd be funny getting, like, a Quantum Realm Uber back to Earth. Or, or Asgard, wherever he wants to go. Well, Asgard blew up, so can't go there. Uh, but yeah, uh, wherever wherever Loki chooses to go, uh, yeah. So it's gonna it's just gonna be very interesting to see like what this entire TVA is, what it really is, because yes, because I know, think we feed, can all agree something. They feed there. they feed all the propaganda and shit, but oh, like, it's they put a lot of emphasis on the propaganda too, man. Yeah, yeah, it's like, and then Miss Minutes is is pretty hilarious. That is that, that is a that's a great that's a great addition, and it yeah. So I don't I don't see any way that it it, it actually that they actually are exactly what they say they are i think they're close but i don't think i think there's some 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 secrets that they've been hiding that make uh you know free will possible let's say that free will is going to be possible after this this season is over that's what that's what my guess is going to be and because of free will becoming possible i think uh i think we're we're going to see some multiverse stuff happen, uh, obviously. So I think, uh, yeah, I, th- I think, I think, uh, I think that, yeah, that's basically all I have to say about that. Uh, it's just going to get crazy. I don't even know where I was going with that. Uh, I was just basically what I said at the end was, uh, that I think that at the end of Loki, by the time this season ends, that the that we're gonna free will is gonna be possible. Like I think that the TVA, their whole propaganda about the timeline is gonna be outed as kind of bullshit. And I think that 
you know, the downfall of the TVA is going to be one of the main catalysts for the multiverse breaking open and uh, becoming a multiverse of madness. We saw at the end of Loki episode two that branch timelines were going crazy. And I think that at the end of episode six, that finale episode, I think you're going to see something similar again. You know, I, you know what I think they're doing more so than anything? I think that um, all these branching timelines that we're seeing, it's all setting up the what if show, which is up next. Mm. I think that's definitely what they're doing because we're like it shows the, like all these places where these branch timelines are happening. And a lot of these are relevant to the what if show and it just seems kind of odd that not odd but too coincidental that the what if show is coming right after the show that creates the possibility of a what if show being canon to begin with Mm -hmm. so i get why this this show is doing that makes a lot of sense and it, it, it should be uh you know yeah yeah i think i think that that actually does make the most sense uh it's cool just seeing it's like it's a harmless kind of animated show about alternate branch versions of characters and if you if it's not for you then cool if it is for you then hey you got a cool animated mcu show that's sort of canon but sort of not but it's it's complicated uh you know it's... yeah uh, i don't i don't see any harm in in the what if show so especially with this kind of uh set up i guess you can say if what you're saying ends up being true and uh yeah i think uh i think the tva is the key to the future if that makes sense the key to the future of what everything's gonna be in terms of the multiverse stuff Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely man i think that's where the show's heading and as of now i'm in love with everything man i don't really have much more to say on it i i think we kind of talked about the main points i think we hit on everything yeah um you good too then yep all right then let's get into um some of the news from the last uh however long it's been since we last did an episode i'll I'll run down the list all right you do that all right well black widow first reaction just came out and very positive for the most part man i haven't heard too many bad things as of now and i gotta say it got me a little more excited for the movie yeah, uh, I think that I think that everyone kind of assumed that it'd be a solid flick, and uh, you know, everyone's saying it's a solid flick. I don't think it's gonna be on many people's like top ten list for uh, you know MCU films, but I think it, it's I think it's one of those films where people are gonna be like, it's solid. They did a good job. That's it. Yeah, and absolutely, I, and, absolutely. And that's fine. And that's fine. It's gonna. It's going to be a fun summer summer flick with a lot of action, good performances, you know, some heart, uh, and some MCU set up for future more more exciting, more anticipated uh, installments in the MCU. And then, yeah, it's 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 just going to be a good time. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, and uh, really, that's really I don't really have too much to say about it, honestly. Uh, good, awesome. Awesome to see, and I look forward to uh, seeing it in uh, you know a few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be really awesome. I can't wait to go back to theaters and have a chance to watch it. And um, you know, just from this, cause I'm not going to go into detail about the plot because I I know spoilers, but I won't say any. But it sounds really good, honestly. It sounds very fun, very exciting, and be sure to stick around for the post credit scene because it's going to be um, pretty important, actually. Mm. It's going to be very important, I think, for I won't go into detail, but I, I, I will say it could be very important for, I think, an eventual Cap 4, potentially, and also very important for another Disney Plus show, which Tom knows which one I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Yes, so yes, I do. That's pretty, it's pretty clear what they're doing, and I love it. I I'm watching love, that one for the plot. It. Oh, yeah. Um. All right, I guess we'll move on to point two here. Um. So we got a look at the um, Supergirl costume today, which is really cool, and it's pretty yes. it's been made pretty clear by the um, style of the suit. It is in the same universe as Henry Cavill's Superman. Yes, yes, it is. And uh, yeah, I mean, thing I don't know where the rumors came from that that it was like from uh, 
you know, Keaton's universe, but it's it's pretty clearly not. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, she is the Henry Cavill DC Extended Universe version of Super Supergirl. So she's from the same universe as, you know, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Aquaman, Shazam, Birds of Prey, Suicide Squad, etc. She's in that main DC timeline, DC yep. universe. So shut up. About so shut up about her being from another you know Earth. She's not, and uh, yeah. So she's Hen, she's Henry Cavill, Superman's cousin, and say that five times fast. Yeah, I think that she's gonna have a really nice role in this movie. It's gonna be very nice to see her do her thing. And aside from her, we also got news that um, not unsurprisingly, Grant Gustin's gonna actually have a cameo in the Flash movie. Which I'm gonna be honest, I'm fucking pumped about just because it's cool this is very cool yeah, because I, mean, I even if you don't like the show but i don't know why people wouldn't like him because i think he's a great flash yeah oh yeah like if, if we're gonna name like the silver linings of like the shitty parts of flash the silver lining of the flash has always been you know the cast yeah the, abs- abs- the cast was never an issue i don't think like grant the cast has always been good especially like those early seasons when grant had a you know bring those emotional heavy hitting scenes in the in those truly great great seasons uh he really you know did a fantastic job he's not a cw actor if that makes sense like he's not someone that should be 100 percent on you know television you know he could be a movie actor uh once the flash ends i don't see any reason why he shouldn't be i think he's a very good actor yeah so uh, so yeah, he belong he belongs in uh belongs in the movie. It's obviously like obviously Ezra Miller crossed over with Grant Gustin on the on the uh, crisis uh, uh, you know uh, crossover event on the CW a few months ago. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't like they already met once, so why wouldn't they meet again? While, exactly, while and that's why flash, I figured it was happening. It makes too like, much sense. Like why wouldn't why wouldn't that like that it would I think it would have made less sense for I think it would have made I think you know him showing up makes more sense than him not showing up like mm-hmm. it, it just seems kind of logical to me like yeah you got a really popular flash that's been around for I don't know what it's been we're closing in on a decade of Grant Gustin being Flash, so yeah, it's crazy crazy to say that, but yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, so why wouldn't he be, you know, here? So it makes perfect sense. I'm excited to see him. Uh, even if you don't like the shows, like I'm not, I kind of fell out of with the CW. I still appreciate what Grant has done with Barry. So and and when he shows up on the on the screen, it, it's going to be a nice moment for sure. Just yeah, absolutely. I'm very happy for him to get that opportunity. I, re- I really am. That's exactly. Really good like, for him. It's he, hard to he, not be He happy deserved that. that. He yeah. deserved that for sure. So, so good yeah. shit. Good shit. But um, yep. moving on to um, Sony and Spidey stuff in general, we'll get this little section out of the way. Um, so Craven, um, in the Craven the Hunter movie that was recently announced and got the release date, we found out that. Chameleon was apparently going to be a villain, if not the villain in the fucking movie, which is interesting. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, uh, Chameleon and Craven are like brothers in the comic books, in some comic books, I think. Uh, so, like, I think, I think that that may be where they're going. Obviously, in Spider-Man: Far From Home, there was a uh, character named Dimitri. Uh, I don't think it's going to be him, honestly. But I don't think it's going to be him. I think they're going to retcon that where they're going to say he's not Chameleon and it's going to be some other dude. Yeah. And they're going to probably want to cast a more higher-profile actor. And that Dimitri Agreed. guy is just his name was just Dimitri. He's not he's not Chameleon. So uh, yeah, uh, Chameleon belongs on the big screen at some point. I would have thought that he would have been in a Spider-Man movie. But hey, Sony. So I I try not to ask questions anymore. Uh, uh, I, I hope the movie's good. The me I I have a feeling this one will be good simply because of the fact that Marvel is more hands on with it. This hmm. is not just a Sony project. This is a project Kevin Feige is literally 
in control of in part at least. So I, I don't see a scenario where it's bad, but I think it should at least be a decent movie. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it provides a lot of action, I'm okay with this. Yeah. And, and be true to the characters as well. And if you, if you do those two things, you're in good shape. And, um, many rants coming up. Um, so we just originally, um, Tyrese from, uh, Morbius, he's, who's he playing again? Um, he's playing Simon Stroud. Okay. So he's, the actor said that in an interview with Brandon Davis, that Morbius is in the MCU, but then Sony came out and denied it after, but all of you, come on. Use so so here, here here's rants. what here's what's going on here. No, I I need I need to rant. I need to rant. <laughs> then we'll it. be lo- then we'll be logical. Then we'll be logical. But ah, oh, do Michael Keaton was in the trailer. He was in the trailer. What do you think this was an alternate vulture? Do you think they had an alternate vulture to just happen to be there, or Michael Keaton just playing another character in the Morbius movie? No, they're the same fucking universe. He's wearing the same jumpsuit too. Come the fuck on, get some common sense here. They are without a doubt in the same universe, and them denying it is them trying to cover their tracks. Obviously, just think of that for two seconds. Two seconds. Okay, now logic. Tom, go. Yeah. So. It is in the MCU, but it's not in the MCU. Yes. Well, it, it's in the Spider-Man world, but Spidey has its own little bubble. That's the thing. So basically, here's what's going to happen. So those movies, those Sony Pictures, Universal Marvel characters movies, will take place on the Earth that the MCU takes place in. But those movies will not be mentioned in any of the other Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. So they're basically just like in their own kind of they're kind of doing their own thing, kind of like the Netflix shows. Basically. Yeah, so you're not going to get. Yeah, if Morbius ends up being good, I'm going to need him to be in a Blade movie somehow. Just saying. that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Hopefully they can make something work. I, I think that I think under the right scenario, like if a movie works out and they really have interest in a the character, they, they can work something out because uh, ultimately it just benefits both sides anyway. So why not? Yeah, I don't see why not. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it is, but it isn't. Uh, it's not a Kevin Feige produced Marvel Studios official MCU movie. It's a Sony Pictures produced movie that takes place on the same Earth that the MCU movies take place in. And it's very, very complicated. And it's 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 sort of not complicated, but yeah. You'll you'll get clarity on it once Morbius comes out and once you know Venom comes out. Yeah. Uh, they're doing this because they want Tom Holland to appear in these movies, but they also, you know, don't want to pull. You know, they don't want to do anything like stupid with, uh, you know, like p- putting him in another universe and then putting him back, yada yada yada. So it's just it's a lot. It's. I just kind of wish that like Feige would just be like, can we, can we just like, can we just make it official? Can we just, can we just do this? You know, uh, but you know, can we just have Disney buy Sony. <laughs> no, can we not actually? Like, we, here's the thing. We, I'm just okay. To make my life easier. <laughs> I'm okay with Disney buying the rights to the remaining Marvel characters that Sony owns. Oh, yeah, but I'm the, not. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm not okay with. Sony, I mean, with Disney eating up Sony like they did with Fox. Like I'm they, not going to lie. It would be pretty funny, though. Because there were a lot of jobs that were lost, and it was, and obviously we now don't have one of the biggest companies in the world anymore because of that merger. So it's like, yeah, the mergers are bad. So most of the time, mergers are bad. Except I for think that... Um... Ultimately, um, they will end up getting those characters back one day, but it's gonna be a while, for sure. not anytime soon. But I think one day it will happen. Well, at least they they want them. They want them bad. At least we got our non MCU MCU Morbius movie that we've all asked for a billion times. I just wish, like, I honestly wish they just like went full on Spider Man universe in which like 
all these characters bounced off of Spider-Man movies that they were already in. But that didn't happen. So, I don't know. Fuck. It is what it is. I think... I hope the, I hope Morbius will be good. Uh, I think the trailer looked fine. And I really don't have too much else to say about it. Because we got other topics that are, like, kind of more important. No offense to Morbius. But, like... Like, you know what's really important? Yeah. Does Batman eat pussy? You know... Let's talk about this. Uh, Go for this it. is this is a hot button issue uh, surrounding the multiverse. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he does. I think that DC was wrong. I think that uh, I think he does. You know, he likes to date a woman. Named Catwoman. Can't have a Catwoman. Yeah. That's pussy. So, yes, he does. Can't Canonically, he does. We know Keaton does it. Definitely know Kilmer does it. I think Clooney might not oh, do it. No, Clooney does it. We Clo- know Clooney does. How do you know? We know. How do we know? What What? What? What makes you think you know? It's George George Clooney, dog. Yeah, but like, I don't feel like he's got that animalistic tendency inside of him. I never said he was animal-like. He's much more professional about it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, obviously, <laughs> last night Zack Snyder posted it's a picture, canon. a graphic uh, image of said event happening. Uh. And yeah, canonically, Batman enjoys cats. Uh, there you go. Not the movie Cats, because nobody enjoyed the movie Cats. But uh, I've never seen anything worse in my life. But continue. Uh, yeah. Uh, what a what a what a topic, man. I, I didn't just, think I'd be talking about this. If if you told me. When we started this podcast, that we would one day have a conversation about whether or not Batman performs. Uh, I, I think I think I would have not agreed to have done this podcast. I think I would have just crawled up in a ball at some point and just contemplated life. I think I would have been more motivated to do this podcast. Maybe, maybe. What a what a what a sequence of events yeah. this week. Uh, on the topic of Batman, um, yes, let's move Titan on to season this. three trailer um came out actually teaser trailer only, so they didn't show much. But um, yeah, did, did you watch it or no? I did see it. I did. Okay, see you it. did see it. They did didn't show it. a ton, obviously, but um, I did like some of what I saw for sure. Like there was some stuff there I thought was very cool. It's clear that the budget is kind of higher, and it, that I, is. I heard they got new writers too. I, I, that could be wrong, but I Jesus think I heard Christ, that... you could have hired me and I would have written better than the past two seasons. No offense to those people. I think but season my God. two was a big step up over one still, but one was horrible. Like it yeah. was bad. Bro, I'd really just like, like, what the fuck, man? Like, the first two seasons were like, just like, there was like, they really couldn't figure out how to make these characters a team. Like season one, the thing is, it just it was dragging the entire time. There was no interesting thread at all. It was just shit happening for the sake of shit happening. And the only thing that kept my interest at all was honestly Dick Grayson in that. I thought he was very cool. I liked him a lot. I like the I like the casting for that. I like the casting. Yeah, the casting overall. I thought was good. The casting for him, I, I think, was actually. Like perfect. Yeah, Brent, I, Brent, I think he could have fit in. Um, he could have fit in with Ben Affleck, honestly. I feel like. Oh, absolutely. Brent Brennan's a really good actor, so. Yeah, that was a good pick. Yeah, there, there's no doubt that you know he does. He's done big budget films, so he definitely could have done that. It would have been cool to see him do like a Nightwing movie with Chris McKay that we're gonna get into in a bit. Uh, yeah, just uh, I think 
I think I think the strongest point of Titans is the casting. I think it, without the casting, yeah, this show's flaws would show a lot more than people would like to admit. Uh, I, I still think season two is 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 okay. I think it's an okay, a decent season. I think Slade was actually very good in that season. Sl- Slade was cool. Like there's, there I, I is think cool like, stuff. his character was genuinely good. His design was good, and I think the whole conflict with him and his character and his son. I think the that was all very the well done. The finale was like the way he died was kind of shit, right? Wait, the finale? Yeah. Well, which part of it? Like he just he died very easily. Oh, well, yeah, no, that that definitely and then but, And then um, Donna had, like, a light post fall on her and kill her. No, that was horrible. That was horrible. And no, like, that was that was really bad. And, like... Again, there were parts of the season I thought were really good in season two, but they still had a lot of those season one moments where you're just like, what the fuck? But it was, it was definitely an improvement. I stand by that. Like, also, there was real... I'm not... I'm not like a huge fan of the the Bruce Wayne casting, to be honest. You I, know, I think I agree with that. Just he doesn't. He, I can't was, imagine him fighting and kicking ass. No, he really does. I don't want to sound mean. He looks just. He doesn't look like a Bruce Wayne that's still going out there kicking ass every night. He just doesn't look like that. Yeah, and at this stage in his life too, because like he he's he has Jason Todd right now. Like he just met Jason a year ago, and he's yeah. How old is he he gonna be? A fucking senior citizen when he meets uh, Damian Wayne? Yeah, do (laughs) Damian or fucking um Tim? Oh my god! Like here's the thing. Here's the thing. What Titans should have done? They should have had you know you could have had Bruce and. Bruce meet Dick Grayson when Dick was like when Bruce was like thirty, right? And then it's clear that Dick's been Robin for close close to twenty years. So you could have hired like a late forties, early fifties actor to be Batman. I think it would have worked. But like this dude's pushing sixty if he's not already sixty. Like he's like I'll, I'll look it up actually. I'm curious. <laughs> like he's in he's like he's close. He's like fifty eight last time I checked. It's like he's just a little bit too old to be a con- he's fifty nine. Yeah, yeah, fifty nine. That's like a little that's a little too old. It's just a little too old. If he was like just like ten years earlier, maybe this could have worked. But like, like I think his performance is decent actually. His performance like, is like, fine. It's like just, it's not bad. It's just it's not. It's not what I feel like Batman should be. Bat. I feel like this Batman should have been a Batman that's more in his prime, more locked in. You know. Yeah. And I just don't get that vibe from him because he's just too old. He looks like a Batman that's about to retire. Exactly. No, I I fully agree with that. And I think another flaw that this show has too maybe is um for go, going into next season, I'm I'm worried that they're really really gonna rush all the Red Hood stuff. Because we literally just like Jason Todd hasn't been here long. We barely had any time with him, and more so than anything, we haven't even remotely touched on his relationship with Bruce. And we're and they want us to be invested in that next season. I feel like when there's really no reason to be invested in their relationship because we haven't seen any of it. Yeah, we haven't seen. We really haven't seen any scenes of them together, if if any. I don't. Yeah, it's just. There's nothing there. I think that this version of the Red Hood storyline is going to play much more off of Dick than it is off of Bruce. Yeah, I, th- uh, I definitely agree with that. I, Although, I, some of the shots in the trailer look great, though. Like, the cinematography oh, yeah. looks great, I will say. I'm sure it'll look cool, and I'm sure, and, you know. And there's some like some shot, shots are like straight up out of like the shows and the comics. Like, the one shot with Red Hood by the table with all the gang members. Like, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's straight out of um, Under the Red Hood. Yeah, I think the Red Hood mask could have been improved, to be honest. You know, it looked better in the concept art. Yeah, it, do you remember? The, do you remember what it looked like there? Yeah, it just looks it looks a little bit too much like a plastic helmet that you buy at Toys R Us. It's one of those things though. Like I'm trying to think, the Red Hood design could be a little tough because I because they went comic it accurate. It's tough. It's because they, they 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 went comic accurate for sure. It just didn't quite translate as well as I think they thought it would. And I'm not gonna totally blame them for that, but I I see 
what the issue is, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I just it's not it's not a bad design in my opinion. It's just no, I, I, I think it's not as bad as people have said. That, I think the helmet could have been improved, and you know, I look forward to season three. I'll give it I'll give it another shot. Hopefully, these new writers are uh, you know better, uh, much better, so much better that we don't even remember the first two seasons. Uh, so we can have a quality show because th- these actors deserve to be on a quality show. So, and, uh, you know, you get what I'm saying? Like these actors deserve much better than what they've been given. So I want to yeah. see, I want to see a real Teen Titans show. Like show me, show me these guys teaming up and, and taking, kicking ass. I want to see it. We've waited, what, two years for this. Let's do it. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. Um, yeah, I haven't got anything else on that. Um, so I guess we'll move to She-Hulk, because this actually is pretty cool stuff here. Um, we got the villain officially, and it's going to be Titania, played by um, Jamila Jamil. Wait, how you pronounce it? Jamila Jamil? Or? Yeah, don't, don't ask me to pronounce names. I'm terrible at that. Well, I would hate that name. Both J-A-M and both your first and last name? That would suck. Jam Jam. Yeah, Jam Jam, like, that's, ooh, that's a rough one. That's life. But, um, yeah, so she's going to be the villain, and Titania is a very cool character, actually. I'm, I'm very excited to um see how that unfolds in the show, and um, I'm pleasantly surprised because I remember hearing, like, the villain was going to be, like, a social media influencer at one point or something, and I was like, ah, no. I don't want that. Like, I, I, that's not the kind of vibe I was hoping for. But um, if Titania actually is the villain, like that's sick. Like that, that's fun. I think that's gonna be something people really like a lot. I um, I don't know like a ton about the character, but I've done my research on her, and um, she seems really interesting. Actually, I think that's really gonna be a good fit in the show. I agree. I'm looking forward to it. She Oak's gonna be a fun show. A lot of potential for cameos, and a lot of potential to. Uh, further the Hulk storyline and uh, since we're bringing up the villain Titania I don't know how to pronounce that I'm terrible at pronunciation uh, reportedly Hulk's son is going to be in this Hulk is back yes Hulk is back Hulk's, Hulk's son Scar is going to be in this reportedly Hulk uh, fucked on Scar and we didn't get to see it Hulk fucks Hulk fucks Hulk fucks. Hulk fucks. I am. Scar what is, is with the sex-related um, superhero talk today? Yeah, I don't know, but um, Scar in general, I've heard that um, I don't know anything about Scar, but I've heard that this is a character that people thought was fairly bland in general in the comics. But I wouldn't be shocked if we get some Feige magic and it becomes a really good character because they're not just gonna bring him in just to bring him in. I think Hulk's son is gonna have a, like a real role in the show in general. I I think even beyond the show, I wouldn't be shocked if that could be like a member of like the Young Avengers or something maybe, because that that could be like right up the alley. Honestly, I think that could be very cool. Yeah, I agree. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do with the character, and you know, I'm obviously excited to see Ruffalo coming back, being in a in a non Avengers project. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I really don't have too much to say about that because I, I need to be more well-versed in, in the whole world. Yeah, me too. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to the show. There's a lot of fun stuff that seems to be happening over there with that show. And, uh, yeah, so looking forward to that for sure. Um, so, also, we have a Guardians game that was announced and shown. We got a trailer for it, and... um. It's coming out this year, too. Yeah. I have a prediction. Okay. It's going to (laughs) suck. I think 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 this will suck. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I I would kill for a great Guardians game. But the fact that this game is coming so soon after the failure of Avengers and just keeping in mind that what they did before, I'm just kind of – I'm kind of wary and – I don't know. I also don't like that you can only play a Star Lord. I think that's a big missed opportunity. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think this game will be 
I think it'll be a good game. I just oh, think, I think early stages, but the graphics don't look that great either to me. Mm. I think I think the game will be fine. Like I don't think it's gonna be like an Avengers level disappointment. I just think I just think it'll be fine. Like that's my that's my guess. I think it'll be just like a fun Guardians of the Galaxy game that could have been improved in many different areas. Uh, and you know, it's gonna be nice to have a, a good Guardians game. But like I, I, I want more I want different characters than what the MCU has been doing. I wanna see I want, a Daredevil. I want a Daredevil game. I want a Daredevil game. I, want I will so, take. I want, a, I want a Fantastic Four game. game. Give me an X Men game. I don't like. Give me something different. I mean, God, God, I don't need. I don't need Avengers, and I don't need Guardians of the Galaxy. I need. I need a Daredevil game. You know. If I get a Daredevil game, I'll fucking shit myself. Yeah, I want a Jessica Jones game would be pretty cool. Doing like investigations and shit, and having combat. That would actually be pretty cool. Uh, or an Iron Fist game would be cool. Just like kind of those street level characters. That would be really cool. Maybe a Ghost Rider game. I don't know. But but like really I'm just not. I don't need these big team up games. Honestly. I don't need uh, the video games to be. You know. Riff, riffing off of the MCU stuff. Like the MCU can have Guardians and Avengers. And it worked great right. But why not do. Why not use the video games as a way to do other characters that, you know, haven't necessarily got in the MCU spotlight just yet? Why not do, like, a Silver Surfer game? You know? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. try, switch it up. Switch it up. Try different characters that haven't been done by Feige yet. I really need a Silver Surfer movie at some point. Oh, yeah. For sure. He's, he's a cool character. And uh, um, I think I think he'll get one eventually. Just it's going to be a matter of time. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there what else is there that we did not discuss yet? We have. Oh, okay. We can also briefly mention. Um, we did find out the title of Aquaman two. It's called Aquaman in the Last Kingdom, which sounds pretty cool. I. I. Oh yes, the Lost Kingdom. I actually really liked the first Aquaman. I was a big fan. I think visually, it was absolutely stunning. I think the effects were great. And um, overall, the villain was pretty cool, too. I actually think that's one of DC's better films. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan fun. of it. Yeah, it's, it's very, film. very fun. Shazam is probably my favorite non-Snyder one, because I would put what's Shazam it called? Shazam is um, the best overall film, in my opinion. I mean, I think Snyder Cut's easily the best if you're counting oh. that. But. Hmm. Yeah, uh... I'll, I'll have to check. Well, I mean, I, I meant more like theatrically. Cause like, okay, then yeah. No, I would agree. She's like, I think it's very cohesive. The Snyder, the Snyder Cut's kind of like a, a special circumstance where they let him drop a four-hour movie. So it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, I could have dealt with two more hours with Shazam. That would have been really fun, but whatever. Dude, what's it called? Um, I never got, like, there's a big group of people that don't love Shazam, and I don't get it. There is a... Well, the main people in 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 the Shazam kind of hate faction are people that think that, like think that Warner Brothers. Yeah, basically, what they they think that Warner Brothers forced Shazam to be very jokey and not in but, Snyder's universe, but in reality, is that's literally what Shazam is. Like the thing is, is that Shazam was always intended to be exactly how it was, even when Zack Snyder yeah. was doing the DC movies. So like, it came out exactly like what they what they planned, and it turned out to be a fantastic. If movie. you listen to David Sandberg talking about it, he this movie was pretty and much what he wanted. He enjoyed clear. all of it, and it's, it's also very very clear that it's a love letter to what Zack Snyder did with the. With, with the DC movie, so like yeah, and I, like you gotta keep in mind too. This is, it's a movie about a kid who's a superhero and can transform into an adult man. So yeah, it's gonna be a little silly. And this is the first movie in the installments. You know, yeah. of, it's gonna be a drill. Shazam was not the movie to be like the super serious kind of movie. No, it was supposed it's starting to out light because it's meant to. Even the villain, the villain's played off as this at the stereotypical time, guy. At the same time, it's not necessarily a kids movie either. It's it has, you know, really no, scary. Not at all. It has a lot of horror elements. David Sandberg is a a horror director by trade and you can definitely see those elements a lot in this movie. 
yeah. in that movie. Uh, so, like, it really is a perfect kind of PG-13 movie where it's, like, it's not too dark to where it's going to be, like, a rated R kind of super, you know, super dark movie. But it's also not a kid's movie at all. It's got a lot of, you know, very very deep themes, very dark moments, very sinister moments, scary moments. And, uh, yeah, it's just an, it's an awesome movie overall. Uh, it's not perfect, but it, it's, it's an awesome movie. Yeah. No, I totally agree, man. I think it's DC's best work outside of Snyder Cut, and I love it a lot. But I'm um, trying to think. I think that's it outside of, I guess you can, I will briefly mention, um, the international Sony account posted the No Way Home title sequence with the Spider-Verse click, so that was pretty cool. But I think we all know Spider-Verse already, so there's not really much to talk about. Kind of yeah, stopping. and I'm kind not even, like, I'm not, you know, I refuse to talk about the trailer. I refuse to do it. I'm not no. going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. Just because, but hey, at least we're getting close. It will be here when it gets here. It will. I will talk about it once it actually drops. It's nice that we're not too far off now, though. Like regardless, no, we're a few weeks off. That's what I'm saying. It's within the next two to three weeks. Yeah, really. So it's not a, it's not a long wait. It's just, I would, I wish it dropped now. That would be nice. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really, you know. Now that we're a few weeks away, I don't feel this this rush anymore this like rush to get because all i was i was just feeling a rush to get to like that six month mark before release date because that's when you can usually assume when the trailer is about to drop so now that we're here in this window now my gut feeling is just that it's only a matter of time really it's just it's just a matter of when and not if anymore it's just when that thing is going to drop so and we're going to get a poster too so that's going to be fun so yeah, it's coming soon. I don't want to really talk about it until it actually drops because we could drive ourselves nuts with trailer speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm good. Are um, are you? Any last topics you want to touch on, or are you good? No, I'm good. Uh, I'm looking forward to Loki episode three next Wednesday, and hopefully, you know, we get even more fun news and trailers and all that next week uh but yeah until then i uh i'm pretty i'm pretty good i'm pretty set all right well this has been another wonderful episode of cape time but until next time we're signing off see everybody peace